0: From Humber College, in association with the Etobicoke Philharmonic Orchestra, my name is Mark Whale, and this is the Music Listening Project. Today I have with me, once again, the EPO's conductor, Matthew Jones, to join me in listening to Shostakovich's Tenth Symphony. Welcome, Matthew. It's great to be back on the podcast. Well, as you know, because you're central to it, the Etobicoke Philharmonic Orchestra will be performing the symphony on March the 27th. The symphony's premiere took place in December of 1953, some months after the death of the Soviet leader, Joseph Stalin. Anyone who knows anything about Stalin's great purges, where people suddenly found themselves labelled counter-revolutionaries and were disappeared on a whim, will appreciate that being an artist in the Soviet Union was a dicey business. After the revolution in 1917, composers such as Prokofiev and Stravinsky escaped to the West, not so Shostakovich. It seems he actually believed in the Soviet idea, which makes him such a tortured figure in his desire to meet the demands of the system while staying true to himself. Many commentators believe that Shostakovich's symphony, the symphony we're going to listen to, is a reflection on Stalin's reign of terror. If it does form some kind of reflection a representation of Shostakovich's take on what life was like under Stalin encoded in musical figures, I believe the reflection serves as the framework within which musical development, the real content of the symphony, takes place. Here is the beginning of the massive first movement. It lasts 24 minutes. We're not going to listen to all 24 minutes of it. And it's performed here by the London Philharmonic Orchestra under the direction of Bernard Heitink in the year 2000. So, what are you hearing?
1: Pretty creepy opening, pretty dark stuff. Yeah. And um, the music does not really give us anything comfortable to hold on to there. It's very disjunct. And, you know, the, the flow
0: keeps getting interrupted. Da-da-dee, da-da-dee. And then you get that silence. So you've got one, two, three, one, two, three. Da, da, dee, da, 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 da. And then there's a bar of silence, and then it's da-da-dee-da-da-da, da, 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 so he slows it down. It's almost a repeat, there's two bars, then silence, and then another two bars, or almost a repeat, but they're not.
1: Make it worse; it departs the three-four pulse, and so you really are left with nothing. You're really left guessing. It. it uh
0: And then what, what does that, that violin note do? Typical of Shostakovich, these held pedals or held notes.
1: It's almost like it's not sure where to come in after that disjunct rhythm that
0: it sits hov- there. It hovers there. I always find that if you can hang on to that, to the to the held note, and hear what's going on at the same time. It's just so exciting. Or there's there's something so tense making about it. Because what we tend to do is move from one part to the other. But if you can actually focus somehow on both, the the d is staying put then the the cellos or the the bass continue to move underneath it
1: sure i know i know exactly what you're talking about and for me the color of the d kind of changes because of what's going on underneath even though it stays the same as a note but it's it's function changes or it gets it gets distorted or challenged
0: you hear it in a different way and 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 the other thing i wanted to say is it's interesting so for this whole of this first bit for about the first two minutes and 40 seconds it's all strings
1: it's all strings it's all very similar in color to what we've just heard so there's not much given away until this individual that comes out of the crowd the clarinet
0: Let we get the strings, then repeating it. What can you tell me about this, Chino? How do you find this melody compares to the earlier material?
1: Well, to start with, it certainly gives us a little bit more of a personality because its phrases are longer and it's much more connected. In a, in a sense, he's offering us a little bit more yeah. with this. And yet, I, I'm not sure that I would call it an altogether comfortable yet.
0: It's kind of meditative and reflective and sad. Sad. It's just very
1: dejected sounding. And when you listen to the counterpoint in the first violins, you can hear, again, the, the challenge to to that clarinet. So what do you mean
0: by counterpoint for for those of us who don't understand it?
1: Well, the clarinet moves and the the, the strings don't let it go there willingly. They hold on a little bit longer and the next beat will the strings allow.
0: I mean, they almost have a different melody. The clarinet is clearly the, the main melody here and yet the strings have something that goes on underneath it. hauntingly beautiful, I find. The movement of the, the violins underneath with this counter-melody, which is against, as you say, against the clarinet, which I just find, it's that tension which I find so reflective or seems to embody thought.
1: Because, I mean, even as an individual, you know, your, your conscience is always in debate. And yes. It's as if we are privileged to... Hear this individual's. That's struggle. nice.
0: I like that. Again, that's what I find so remarkable about Shostakovich, but particularly in this symphony, is is the clarity of that debate. The debate can become quite complex between the lines, uh, but there is a a clarity there that uh, you know I find is remarkable to Shostakovich. So there's always there's quite often a lot going on, but there is somehow it's it's really clear, and this is a I think a good example of that. Listen to that held note down in the bass. So now you have a debate between the two violins and the violas.
1: Yep, they're in there too.
0: So now you've got three people debating. And now the bass is moving as well. so much going on. What is the tune we've just had? They're playing the clarinet tune, right?
1: It's all based on that, th- that theme, absolutely. So this is a all a rumination on that line introduced by the clarinet.
0: To me, this is beautiful and reflective and thoughtful and meditative, and then this is agonizing. Listen to those horns. You just couldn't sustain it. No. It's worn out. Now we get the same tune again, but now in its beautiful form. With the strings. There's a kinda of lilt to this. Do you think there's a lilt to it?
1: Oh absolutely, of course. As I say it's it's expanding on that phrase. The opening so disjunct, this is now moving into something that's mm-hmm. a little bit more open, a bit more expressive, I think, is your you're sort of picking up on. Right. And personal.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Why is it personal? Because it because it has breath, because it has some some movement to it. It's not completely disjointed like the beginning was.
1: Sure, so we can relate to it in that in that way. The line—it's uh, an individual instrument sitting on a stage amongst an orchestra of sixty-five players. Mm-hmm.
0: That's interesting. Uh, one
1: voice that's very subtly accompanied, as you, you also point out. By very uh, by actually it's interesting by a lot of string players playing but very softly so that in itself is a part of the theater of I think this theme Uh, there's much restraint there and of course it bubbles over right and it becomes angry or frustrated at the very least and why do you think he chose the clarinet. Well, it is well known for sustaining those long lines, isn't it, Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, among the instruments of the orchestra. Right. Uh, Interestingly, French horn is another close second, probably, in that category, and we hear a lot of horn uh, mimicking the clarinet's line in this passage work as well.
0: So we've had an introduction, then we have the clarinet theme, and kind of development of that theme so we see it, it move from contemplative to passionate or anguished and then back to contemplative and now we get a second theme and this is played by the flute and this seems to develop the kind of dance-like idea but to me it's a different kind of dance-like idea i'm interested in your take on this
1: quite a different
0: melody for sure
1: the tempo changes at yeah. this moment so there is quite a a distinct change in texture
0: it almost changes on a dime there's yeah. there's suddenly this pluck
1: poof and then it's yeah it's, it's uh, so i don't know if it's
0: accented in the score is it so here we about the character of this melody for me when i hear this
1: and my instruction to the musicians is to think of this as as kind of a bit
0: anxious and a bit sort mm-hmm. of hand-wringing
1: could be easily played oh, yada, 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 like you know some uh, but
0: you almost did a bit of a belly dance Yeah, there, i was just didn't. gonna
1: say I, I i can't be seen thank goodness yeah. but yeah that's right uh, kind you of,
0: could you could almost uh bend this into an eastern dance of some type right I, I don't know whether it's the flute or it's the interval yeah, right,
1: right. but i think you know because it's shostakovich and because we have to decide what kind of a story he he may or may not be telling in in this for me I I I, the London Symphony doesn't agree with me completely (laughs) but a little bit more accent a little bit shorter so it's it's got a bit of anxiety to it and as you listen to this go on it too starts to evolve and change and get really quite anxious no
0: it definitely has an anxiety to it but it almost has that more macabre so there's a dance to me which kind of like is conjured up by the image of a a marionette or or an organ grinder, you know, and this kind of idea of puppets dancing on strings. But but slightly awkwardly.
1: That is an accent in the score, by the way. Right. The quality that probably expresses that slightly disjunct marionette style dance is if you listen to the pizzicatos underneath, I mean, what are they doing? They are not in sync with the pulse of our three, four...
0: To sum up, I think what we've articulated is a, a development through this first movement almost in terms of, of dance. So the disjointed rhythm, which turns into a slightly more personal, as you've articulated, or lilting or uh, has a little bit more shape, breath. Uh, with the clarinet. And now we've moved into this slightly more sardonic or anxious.
1: Worth saying that, that in our, our discourse here, we've really introduced the listener to all of the pieces of the puzzle that are going to sustain our interests mm-hmm. throughout the rest of this 24-minute-long movement.
0: Well, Matthew, we have been listening to HighTinks' recording of Shostakovich's 10th Symphony with the London Philharmonic Orchestra. The Tokyo philharmonic Orchestra will be performing the work on March the 27th in Toronto. For more information, go to our website, that's epoorchestra.ca. Thank you for tuning in to this Music Listening Project podcast. For more episodes, go to the Music Listening Project on iTunes.